Hey, it's your boy Mark Strictly here, and we're here to talk about Strictly Laughter. Yes, Strictly Laughter on Friday the 27th of March. And we've got a massive, massive lineup. We've got Gary Delaney. Yes, we've got Gary Delaney from Live at Apollo and Mock of the Week. We've also got Kay Curd, Fern Brady, Elliot Steele, and Kazim Jamal. I cannot wait. All at the Dugdale Theatre in Enfield. Where'd you get your tickets from? I hear you ask. We get your tickets from www.strictlylaughter.com where we're on our second release and very, very limited tickets at that. See you soon. Welcome back to Strictly Laughter presents Strictly Banner. Who thinks of all these things? Jesus. Sack him. No, don't sack him. How can I be sacked? So anyway, there you go. So yeah, we're back with the main man, Elliot Still. Can we have a round of applause for my guy, Elliot Still? <laughs> This guy, this guy is amazing. I love this guy, honestly. I love this guy. Met this guy at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. Um, funny enough, I didn't even know he was a comedian, to be honest with you, because I always just met him at the after parties and, uh, you know, in the, in the trendy bits, you know, with all the, with all the artists. And uh, and he looked after me, to be fair. Um, and we just had, you know, a few conversations and whatever else. And um, he's always part of the same sort of crew that I was hanging around with or trying to mingle with. And he just looked after me. And then, I don't know, just came mates and went and saw a couple of his shows and just loved it and um and then yeah we've just been mates ever since he right. looks he looks up he looks out for me so look out for him please oh, i really want to boost his um um well i can't say boost his career but i, I want to put him in, you know, up there where everyone can say yeah this guy and it's still watch out for him and you know he's going to be at strictly laughs on friday the 27th of march so make sure you come down and see his stint right okay so we're going to be talking about, uh, well, what's my next topic? Let me see if I've got it right now. Uh, here we go. Can you forgive and forget? Yes, can you forgive and forget? So this means really scenarios in your life. Okay, scenarios in your life. Which one are we looking at? Scenarios in your life. Obviously, things happen in your life. Uh, your friend might do something, your girlfriend or your ex or whatever. Something happens. And sometimes you go, well, I can forgive, but I cannot forget. So what what in things in life could any of the boys, as we're having like a man chat, any of the boys, what could they actually forgive or forget or even just, well, whatever. Right, so I've got it down. I've got it written down here. Okay. So I'm going to cut to the nitty-gritty. Elliot, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Could you forgive and forget your mate if he had sex with your missus behind your back? Or even in front of your back. <laughs> could you could you forgive him? Could you forget if your best mate, who you love so much, who think of your best mate banging your missus? That's not a good thing. Uh, and uh, could you forgive and forget? Nah, nah. I'm with the girl at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's your girlfriend. It's no. your girlfriend. No, that's that's that's. I don't know, maybe years down the line, you could be like, ah, I'm over that situation. And you mm. could probably view it as, those, that, that's a good thing that that happened, that those people got out of my life. Yeah. But I don't think, uh, I don't think it, so yeah, I suppose you could, you, you'd have to just view it as, right, those people are out of my life. That's that's what it cost. Could you, could you, could you stay with the girl or either, like? No. No? No, that would be, the, the mate thing would. That would kill it, yeah. So you, you'd lose, so, I'm not saying right or wrong, I'm just saying. So you'd lose the girlfriend and your best mate. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to just... 
Sad times. It's out of order. <laughs> it is out of order. <laughs> it is out of order. Like... So, so you couldn't forgive or forget it? No, I think down the years down the line you could forgive and forget it. You could probably view it as one day as like, but I don't know. Like you hear people who've been married like twenty five years, and then the wife runs away with the husband's best mate. Yeah. Then you're like, well, how are you ever meant to just be like cool with that? <laughs> just, <laughs> just all that time. I know those last few years I was doing it behind your back, mm. and then no, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think the positive out of it is that two bad people out of your life would have left with each other. Yeah, for sure. Who? Who do you think you'd be more angry with? Your girlfriend uh, or, or your best mate? And, and let's, just let's say, like, your, your girlfriend, you've been with her for, say, five years. I don't know if the duration of the time makes a difference. Say you've been with her five, maybe ten years, but your best mate, you've known him for, like, 25 years. Or, or, or in your case, what, how old are you now? 23. 23. Yeah. So just say, like, 18 years of your life, you know your mate. Does it make a difference? I, I think it would. Uh, I think I'd probably be more angry at the mate. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd I'd view the mate as like, ah, uh, you've been flirting with because like, I could. Do you know what? I'd be more inclined to trust my friend if my mate came to me and was like, "Hey, man, just to let you know, your girl's been messaging me mm. and sliding into DMs, yeah, sliding into DMs, and and like, I wouldn't mind my girl messaging my mates. So I'd quite like all people to be integrated in my life. You know what mm. I mean? But then if it was to be getting like that, like to the point of flirting and all of that stuff. I would I would expect my mate to be like to me like, yo man I I hate to do this but this is what your girl's been up to and if she feels comfortable to do it with me, but like, because that would then stop the idea of why did she feel comfortable doing that, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you get get what I'm saying, Will? Yeah. What about you, Will? What, what in your case? What would you um? Would you could you forgive someone? Could you forget it? Like, well, well, because yeah, people cheat. Cheat in it, yeah. But to cheat with anyone, yeah, mm. but your best mate, mm. that's crazy. There's like what, like what, eight billion people in it. Mm. Yeah. So to choose like your, you know what I mean? That's that's a bit. So you, so you would abandon? You can't, you can't. You would abandon the girl and and the friend, or would you st- would you work through it? Would you work through it with the know, girl and um, left off the, your friend? Like how girls would you? Oh, it no, no, that's it. Yeah, girls gone. But if you're in love, what about if you're in love with this girl? Like you love her, like you think she's the one, like you're gonna marry this girl. I don't, I don't mind open relationship. <laughs> <I've done it. laughs> just fuck my mate, right. <laughs> and it still tells you how it is. Like, like don't you don't like it's. I I knew a dude one time. A dude told me, right, "Here's a situation I came up with one time." Right? Okay. And there was a guy I knew. I knew him. Wasn't friends with him. Sam. <laughs> oh, I'd have never done it with Sam. <laughs> fucking battered me. Uh, um, there was there was a situation I was in. And I just I was I was like seventeen. It was at the fringe, and there was a guy I knew, and his girlfriend kept flirting with me, and I was like, I just knew this dude, and I was like to someone like, would it be wrong? I wasn't gonna go through with it, but would it be wrong if I did it? And I got the worst bit of advice I think I've ever got in it. Because this guy told me about he has a friend, yeah, and his friend's philosophy is if I can fuck your girl, that's your problem. It is not a me problem thing. If I go through with it, that's you've done something to your girl. I haven't. Uh, and I was like, he was telling me that as a way of like, go do it. And then I didn't do it because I was at the time, I was like, that advice is terrible. Mm. That advice is just like, and also, no that's no, there's no like, 
like that just means you know slimy like, slimy slimy like, slimy, like, slimy. There's, there's boys i have in my friendship group who would probably like oh all right so for example we both know uh, uh like certain we both know the same people but like say someone like say a mate of yours started like having a little jokey flirt with your missus i'd be cool with that mm. i wouldn't be like what the fuck bro because no, that's just insecure but like if it was a dude you knew whose philosophy was I can, f- I will fuck your missus, then it's like, oh no, I can't be cool with this. Mm-mm. I just wouldn't have them around. Like, yeah, because you have people like this, like that, that look at your missus in a certain way, like, like, oh yeah, she's all right. Like, like the, the first, the first initial uh, chat with your with a boy is like, oh, I met this girl, she's really beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. And you, but then your mates look at her, damn, Dixie fried chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So we have to throw we have to throw this one out the every, window, yeah. Every every group of guys has that one friend that you like you can't you're trust. boys with, but you just don't you just don't trust him, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And talking about trust, what about if you had to right, could you forgive and forget a friend? Doesn't have to be your best mate, uh, per se, but who nicked say it was in your house or whatever, nicked five hundred quid from your bedroom or something. Something like that. Could you forgive and forget them? Uh, I'd rather fuck my missus. <laughs> <laughs> For a monkey. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, because it's it's not even like any amount of money. You've yeah. gone into my room. You've taken something, and now you've put me in the the, re- the reason I'd be angry is like. You've put me in the position where if I don't do something to you, mm. I now look, right. I now look like a, like anyone can come and just take yeah, anything yeah, yeah. from me. Yeah. So now I've got to do, and it's like, oh, I'd probably in my head I'd be like, just rationalize it as they've stole like five hundred quid of you. They're out your fucking life. Just fuck them. Do you know what I mm. mean? Like anyone you know around you, anyone with a shred of decency is not going to hang out with that person. Mm. But at the same time, you're like. Still, I probably I'm probably gonna have to if I see him I'm probably gonna have to hit him, just but, out of. But I I don't know if I could forget I couldn't I couldn't forgive that. No 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 no. I, I think definitely have to get some sort of repercussion in a certain whether it's um, physical or whatever. It has to even <laughs> even legal like. You like know? yeah, there, there, there are other. Like, I forgot that you could just. <laughs> I could probably get it back if I called the police. <laughs> See how white people do things. Oh, there was a Jermaine was in my house and he stole five hundred pounds. Oh, Jermaine was arrested 20 minutes later. If it was the other way around, I ring up the police. Sam was round my house. He's a racist so-and-so. Uh, Sam was never actually proven to be round the house and caught. Do you know what I mean? Jermaine's found with three gunshot wounds by the police. With a chicken wing next to him. It must have been him. I just remember like, oh no, I moved it in my shoebox, didn't I? <laughs> Oh wow, that's wicked, wicked. What about yourself, uh, Will and Cam? Our social media man? Nope, you can't because you know, yeah, like, uh, yeah, man, you can't, you can't give that being as violated. Yeah, yeah, violated. Man, come in your yard and just. But you've been mates for time. He's been round like he's had like he's y- your mum or your your dad has is cooked cooked him dinner. You know what I mean? He come round, you know, summer barbecues. Like he's he's trusted. It'd be painful, man. Oh, man. Like oh, that's man. your boy. That's it, man. That's your boy. Because yeah, from there it goes up and up and up. Mm. 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 Girlfriend, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so man can just look at you and go, <laughs> man says, you know what? I took 500 and I took your girl. Like, yeah, that, that, to- that totally would be the like, uh, it is, you're right, it's a complete violation. Jeez, never thought about that. Like, you come into my house and then you've gone, you've gone through my things. You've, you've gone through your boxer yeah, drawer, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone through your sock drawer. <laughs> yeah, just taken like you know you from found out where it's so calculated. So it's like a it's it's kind of like a, a man thing, yeah. So basically, I, I think even I think even if like uh, I know I've got friends who are girls who are like not not necessarily that someone took money out of a friend who's a girl and she's like oh I lent someone like mm. a thousand pound and she has a bit of money and she was like and they just never paid her back and she's just like that she took it as like. The, they're horrible. They they've got to go through life being like that. Like she had to rationalize it in a way of that they've got got to go through life being like that. And word gets out. Mm. People are like ah, that person's a dick. Mm. You know what's the number? Because I, I need a, <laughs> I need a grand. <laughs> I need a grand. And I don't know if I'm gonna pay her back either. <laughs> it's gonna ghost her. No, I'm joking, people. I need eight hundred pounds. So yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, but you, funny you should say that then. So if if you lent your mate then a uh, five hundred quid and they never paid you back, could you still for, forgive and forget? Depends. Depends. Like what position? If I was in a position where I was making a lot of money, mm-hmm. where like five hundred quid was still a nice sum of money, but like it, it wasn't. If I if it was like if I get five hundred quid, it's not going to make a difference to my life this way or that way. I would then just be like, they're probably on tough times. They can't pay me back. I'm just gonna view it as man. That's that's the that's my boy. That's someone in life. I've got to look after. Them. I look after them. You know. What I mean, yeah. I've got to, but like, I need to try show them how to make five hundred quid yeah. rather than just give them five hundred quid. That's a fucking nice way to put it, actually. That, do you know what I mean? But every group has that. Like we were saying, that one boy. Every group also has that one guy. You're like, oh come on, bro, fucking. That's me. I think. <laughs> in my in my in my group, I think I had the lowest common denominator. <laughs> I do so much things, I'm just broke all the time. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just broke. Like I am that guy. To be fair, yeah, but you still put on like strictly. Lo- do you know what I mean? Like I've got I've got mates who are like they're like oh bro why why is it? and and in comedy it's a little bit different. They they might be in might not necessarily be making money. It's like they've got an idea. And you're like, well, you've just got to do the idea, man. Come on, you got to. And they're mm. like, no, I need investment. And you're like, no one's gonna fucking invest in it until you've made it. Yeah. Like it really is. Hundred percent. No 100%. one. Hundred percent. I've only learned that recently. Like, that's why I was speaking about it so early. We, me and you were talking about K Curd. K's so on the show. Yeah. K's so fucking good at just making shit happen. Mm, like, mm. It, it, you generally sit there and go like, oh fuck, that's another string to my bow that I've got to learn. Hundred percent. It's. It, it's all about go-getters, isn't it? Like, you've got to be a go-getter in this time and age. Like, and I think when you're talking about ideas, when I had this idea, my best mate, right? I mean, I come out of loads of ideas and my best mate's my, my personal trainer. And I remember saying to him after about a thousand other ideas, I'm going to start doing a comedy show. And he was like, I've heard, like, I mean, like, after, the, and I was like, no, but I've already done it. To be yeah. fair, I already told him when I already sort of got the, the venue and all that. So I was already in plan, already in place. And uh, when when he came to it, he was like, you know, he was really surprised. Yeah. But when when we talk about business and that, people do think that you might need like a hundred grand investment and all that. And sometimes it's just about doing, get it done. So like with my thing, I just went to the venue, 
So now I'm going to try and get this person. I had a vision in my head. And right, we're three people, like three, three nights in. And to be honest with you, like it's, it's working well. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. it's doing really, really well. And a lot of people who are more experienced than me are like looking at me thinking, shit, do you know what I mean? Like, how's this guy come on the scene and start blazing? And, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to have that passion. But if it's just an idea and you have no passion in you or no like get go, there's just always be an idea. So what I'm just trying to say to people who are listening, if you've got an idea, go for it. Don't be discouraged by anyone or anything. Because if you don't, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Uh, in in your head, it's always the finished product. Yes, like that's always that's what I always find a problem is like always in my head. I'm mm. like, oh, it needs to be this. But then the reality is, it's just kind of making something. And like getting into a position where someone goes, oh, okay, I can see what you're trying to do there. Mm-mm. And like, you know, even when you get told like, hey, this isn't for us, mm. but like, keep keep at it. You're like, okay, cool. Well, now, nah, but like, I'm still doing something my way. Do you Mm-mm. know what I mean? But it's like how I mean you have conversations. I mean, you help me out a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, and the um, and edit's always honest with me. Um, sometimes it goes round the bush a little bit because um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to uh, what's it patronize me. I never feel patronized because I'm learning myself. Um, so I feel open to asking him any stupid questions, but Elliot would say to me, oh, nah, uh, no, that won't work, or I don't feel that, da, 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 da. but you've always been encouraging, yeah, because you know I've got ideas, and it might work, but maybe not for you particularly, but... But that's it, like, when you took me, because you were looking at venues one time, and you just brought me along, yeah. and I was just there, and it was just kind of, like, I could see what you are trying to do, but it was like, ah, to be honest, man, you don't need it to be this, 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 yeah, and this, yeah, yeah. you just need this, do you know what yeah. I'm saying, like... Like, and that's what I mean. Everyone has that way in your head. It's like, oh, what I want to make is this, and the, and then you get there, and you're like, actually, that's not that's that's not gonna work. <laughs> like, but you, but you need someone. I think you need someone in your life like that. You need yeah. someone to be like, who took the time out like yourself. We we went out for a, a meeting, whatever you want to call it, and and you saw my vision in a sense, and you, and it wasn't raining on my parade. You just were saying, you don't have to do it, do it so big. And my best friend as well, Chris, he will say this as well. Mike always thinks too big, like in a sense, not too big, but like as you said, it's the art, you know. For, so for me, when I wanted to start Strictly Laughter, our first gig was in the O2 Arena, mate. You know? <laughs> it's like scale it down to the Doug Dog Center, mate. <laughs> me and my dad were having this conversation the other day uh, about how, like, well, I always call it the field of dreams effect, <laughs> where people go like, "Oh, if you build it, they will come," like, and it, that's not what happens. No. Even, even as you know. Even if you get a big name, mm. you've still the big name isn't gonna necessarily tweet and go, "I'm on here." Mm. They're gonna go, "Uh, yeah, I'll do your gig," and then you've got to promote it. You've got to 100%. let people know that they're there. It's hard. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and then um, so there, there was this gig, there, there was these people up like uh, Crystal Palace near where I live, and uh, my uh, my dad was like gonna do a benefit for them. Because they'd lost some money on something, whatever. My dad was like, and there's a lot of comedians who live in Crystal Palace. It's all nicked for 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they wish it was just 500 quid. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah. Mm, there's a lot of money. They mm. lost a lot of money. These mm. like businesses tried to do this idea, it didn't come off. Okay. And uh, my dad was like, they were like, we want to do it at this hall down in, down near Crystal Palace. And my dad's like, so I said to you, he was like, that's not really a good room for comedy. A lot of the other comedians are going, that's not a good room. It's also filling that room around here is difficult. They went, your best bet is probably to do a benefit at the comedy store. Because then the promotion isn't so much. The people will look on, the, they'll see a benefit. You know, it's just got a bit of clout. Mm-hmm. People will go to it. And look, we can tweet about it anyway. The person doesn't listen. And oh, his original thought was he wanted to do it in this like 1200 seater. 
and my like we would like my dad was just trying to say to him like mate you're not gonna get 1200 people coming to this like mm. you're just but in his head he was like no 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 i will like he'd never promoted a thing before because mm. like but once i put these names and these names on 1200 people coming like no nah, dude could because it'll be on a tuesday and someone will be like oh, i'd like to go to that but i've got to take kids school in the morning mm, 100%. like that's what happened do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay it's, it's nuts because people think comedy is easy and um like, i've been blessed so people far with think promotions promotions yeah easy. yeah yeah 100 um and i mean this this lineup is a killer lineup i'm not just saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it it's you know i think anyone in the industry will look at that and go that is a top line. Yeah, yeah, it's a top lineup, and it's 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 not it's not any easier to sell. It's still you still got to go out there and tweet, and you got to hope that yourself because and everyone else tweets it or it's hard yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, the, once you're booked or once the artist is booked, they don't really care. They just want to be booked. Let's just be real about. It. So when you're like there yeah, atting them, when you're there atting them, I mean you've not even retweeted my thing yet. Uh, I <laughs> that's I my own friend I don't even tweet my own gigs <laughs> <laughs> he no, did what? he then did I'm last week though to be fair I was looking <laughs> I was like bastard but it's hard no but what we say it's hard to promote because it, it doesn't matter I could have like I don't know another, another, I don't know more names on there or, or more acts or whatever but the, the, it it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a banger like in the sense that it's going to be sold out and you have to put the work in. You have to and, put the work and in. And your gig has to have the credibility of it's a good night. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's that's another big thing. Like, you, when you look at, like, a lot of the top clubs, mm-hmm. they most of them just have a thing of, like, credibility. Like, if you, if you play the comedy store, like, when you play, like, a gig like the comedy store, there's, like, a pressure on you because they're just kind of, like, don't overrun. Mm. Like, we've got all these acts on and stuff, and they're, like, you can't have... A, you can't have a bad show while everyone else has an exceptional show. Mm-hmm. Like, say everyone went on and it was just bad. You might be like, something was in the air with the audience tonight. The audience just didn't go for this show for some reason. Or say the audience just didn't quite go for the show. But I mean, if you had a bad set, mm. like certain clubs would just be like, nope, we've mm. got you're, you're affecting our credibility. So they wouldn't book you again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, probably, probably not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the standard that you're you're held to as a provoke. Like it's like in anything, really. That, that's the stand- Or you, you'd probably get another chance. You know, say say you did, but like a lot of gigs are like, say you're doing like free gigs for a club over the weekend. One night can go probably like they'll probably you'd get away with it if one night went okay. Mm-hmm. If it just went well, but then and you had like another load of great shows, but then say you just had a weekend of like yeah, yeah. They wouldn't probably get you in as quickly. They'd no, probably, of course not. They'd probably be like, "All right, maybe." maybe uh, but why? Sure. But why is it? Why is it so hard in the modern day, for for artists like say like yourself and everyone else, to support the promoter? So because I've been tweeting this, right, and only the person that's retweeted it, Gary Delaney, done it once. So thank God to him, and Kazim done it a couple of times. Oh, I, for, I forgot about. I just. Didn't. No, you just haven't done it. Then. I just haven't done it. You just haven't done it. And I'm, do I'm, I'm on your do, case. Do you want me to do it now? You could do it right now. Oh, you, fucking. Have you got your phone? Like, take a picture of this, right? <laughs> I don't even think I follow you on Twitter. Oh, fuck, really? 
But I don't, but, this, but this is this is my thing. Yeah. I don't really I don't really use Twitter in it. No, not Twitter, not Twitter. Instagram. Don't Instagram. Not. Yeah, Instagram. Oh, oh, I'm always on that. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. That's what I'm saying. Last week I knew where he was. Fair, and I was pl- like, fair play. Uh, I, I did put it up on my story one time. No, you didn't. Yes, I absolutely you have didn't. done. You didn't. You've never I done it. Absolutely have done. You haven't. I absolutely have done. You haven't, brother. Yeah, I've got a message from you saying cheers, buddy, from me sharing it. Have I? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> White privilege. The difference is, if you make 15 fucking stories, I'm not going to shout. But that's what I'm hoping. You do. <laughs> that's what Mark's thinking. He wanted me to share. All Mark wants my Instagram feed to be is his fucking gig. I'm a, I'm a, uh, was it a hopeless romantic? Jesus Christ. Did I, so I actually messaged you. Oh, my God. I actually messaged you. Let me see. <laughs> Say cheers, bud. Did I say that? When did I say that? I'm looking now. No, nah, you definitely have. I've got it here. There's, no, where's it say? Yeah, where's it say on your thing? What what date? You're talking shit, man. I'm not talking shit. No worries, man. No, no, no. Let's see, let me get it up here. No, nah, see, you didn't. You haven't. Here we go. Here we go. Cheers, buddy. Where is it? Look, look at the camera right there from where I promoted it. Well, when did you promote this, though? On 25th of January. January? Yeah. Hey, it's your boy Mark Strictly here, and we're here to talk about Strictly Laughter. Yes, Strictly Laughter on Friday the 27th of March. And we've got a massive, massive lineup. We've got Gary Delaney. Yes, we've got Gary Delaney from Live at Apollo and Mock of the Week. We've also got Kay Kurd, Fern Brady, Elliot Still, and Kazim Jamal. I cannot wait. All at the Dugdale Theatre in Enfield. Where'd you get your tickets from? I hear you ask. We get your tickets from www.strictlylaughter.com where we're on our second release and very, very limited tickets at that. See you soon. Where? About three weeks ago, I promoted this. What? And I, and I said what? I said cheers where? On what? On... Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. What? That's you, Strictly Laughter. In January? Doesn't come up. That's not... That's not me, then. <laughs> That's not my Oh, fault. yeah, I see it, I see it. I see it, I see it. 25th, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's February now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think anyone remembers that? <laughs> it's the 25th. It's a whole month. I would like another retweet. What, do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Has it not sold out? <laughs> no, I've got... I've got <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people going, I'd love to promote it. It's easy. Just get one... Right. <laughs> Oh man, there are people. I, the, the worst ones is like you'll be doing some gig like in the middle of a place, and they'll be like, "Hey guys, could you uh, could you all retweet the gig?" But like as an act, sometimes you are like, "Well, you, uh, look." To be real, you're kind of like the promoter's job is promote. But actual, usually, if they want to do a gig and stuff, will be like, "Cool, I'm here this weekend just to let people know I'm up here." But like, whenever uh, you get, I don't know, certain people. who... I think it happens with bigger acts and it's like a bigger act. I imagine the philosophy would be like, why am I going to, your job is to drive traffic to your gig. Mm-hmm. My job is to sell tickets. So I'm just coming to do the gig, but I want to sell my ticket. I'm touring there in four months. So I don't want people to come. Mm-hmm. And do you get what I'm saying? I don't want to divert my traffic to something where I'm not going to take the money from the tickets. No one's going to the duck though. Like, to be honest with you, like, in four months' time, like yeah, yeah, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be Your fine. gig sells well. It sells out. Yeah, it's sold out the last since we started. All our gigs are sold out. 
But that's because you know how to promote. Like you make but things. That's you. because you do things like this. But there, there, there are promoters out there. There are people out there who start a gig. And they'll get, like, this is the thing, you know, is in London. If you set up a gig in London, you can get good acts. Mm. You can get, like, you, like, like that's a ridiculous sign. But you can get, like, big, big name acts drop in. But you've still got a... You still you've got, got people there. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. So so once you once you guys are booked in that, like, I guess you've kind of already said it. You, you kind of moved on from that until the last week. Then that's when you might push it. I mean, we've only got, like, 40 tickets left. And then, then we sold that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that, so that and that's in a month's time. Yeah, but I still need to. Uh, in my head, I'm not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I can say two a day. Like I, I, in my head, I'm like, no, nah, I need to get these tickets done, sold. Yeah, yeah. I still need to sell our June a, a birthday one. I need to so because if I put out my June one now, no one's gonna. But but the best the best promotion for your gig is the gig. It's like if you have I don't know this from doing edit. Well, I don't know in Edinburgh. Yeah, I, I do find it is reviews. Mm, yeah, no but one comes to our thing. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, but no one would come. Uh, I find people who go to review a comedy show night a bit, but like people coming to review a show. So what? Uh, what was my point? Is that like in Edinburgh? But one of the best things is if you have a good show, the audience leave and go, "That was a good show," and they chat to other people in the bar and they go, "No, oh, do you know what's worth going to see?" This mm. is like, and that. So that's like the best thing for your gig is when that will go well mm-hmm. and people go, "Yeah, I want to come back to that." Mm. That was good fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that's the that's the best thing. Do you see? You know, my philosophy is about getting big names because you know uh, a lot of people don't want to go into central London to find them, so we mm-hmm. try and bring the big names to you. X. Do you think that actually even works? I mean, in the sense of could could you just do it with like up and comers, like you know, being in the first year of their career? Could you really like smash it with that? Maybe, like, there's gigs like, uh, but that's what circuit gigs are. Like, if you go and look at the comedy store, mm. a lot of the time, no no one's going to know anyone who's on there, but it's the comedy store. That's and the thing. It's, it's and, mecca. And it's difficult to get in. Like, as an act, it's difficult to get into. It is the mecca, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the comedy store is the mecca. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, but even, but then there'll be somewhere, like, although saying that, like, there's a gig called Bearcat that runs, that's really good fun. But they will occasionally, because they've been established so long, they will occasionally have like Omid Lily will drop in. They will have people just come in. But I think I think it's I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's having a good gig, and if you have a good gig, big names act will just come yeah. down and do it. Top secret in London. That's what happens all the time. I get an email from them all the time, and they like, oh, someone's gonna be here. Like, yeah, they're not really meant to tell people, but they fucking do. Yeah, <laughs> they say for five pound, come down. Yeah. Be a top act, and that, that's because it's that's because it's, in my opinion, like the best the best like gig in the country at the moment. Like if you top play, secret, yeah, if you play top secret, man, you're gonna have one of the best gigs of your life. What, what, what makes a good gig, Pete? Is it the audience or like? Because I heard like yeah, I heard that like, it's a good room. What does that mean? Like if the room is good for you, want low ceiling audience around you, but it's like packed. Uh, do you know what I like? I like comedy to feel like it's. This is just me personally. I like to feel like it's illegal. I like to walk down some stairs and you get into a place and it's kind of weird and everyone's slightly uncomfortable and then someone goes on and the lights go and it's like, boom, now we're in a fucking comedy club and there's just like this rupturous laugh. That's a good room. But that being said, if you play like, if you when I've been fortunate enough to do like theatre gigs on like tour support and stuff like that, I supported Theo Vaughn, right? And when I was doing that and I went out, uh, it was like 2,000 people at Shepherd's Bush Empire. And that was like 
wow, this is a different kind of fun. This yeah, this is a different feel. But that being said, I've done a few big rooms. I still think that comedy club rooms are just they when they're purpose built, they're they're the best thing about for comedy. Is it? I mean, I mean, I hear this a lot. I mean, about strictly, thank God, you know, in a good way, it's a good room. Yeah, because the, the the back of the room go, it goes up like that, and you still got people around you, but the stage, it, there's still a stage. Do you get? Does, it, does that? Because a lot of venues I speak to, right, they always go to me. There's no need for a stage, and I'm like, listen, a performer needs to walk onto a stage to feel like there's like it's kind of a mental thing. Yeah, could that could that be rather than just walking onto a floor? I'm I'm, talk, I'm not talking I like about a I'm, stage. Not, I'm not talking about a stage in, uh, as a theatre like a proper theatre where you walk onto a stage and then you you look out. I'm not talking about that because that's just like one floor, but it's still a stage you're looking at. I'm talking about it's not purpose built, so it's like you just walk onto a flat floor. Yeah, but I've, I've done things like that. They're all they're all right, but I do like walking onto. The reason the stage is good is because it elevates you. It mm. takes you uh, uh to uh above, above the sort uh, of above the audience and allows everyone to see you that's why a stage is good mm-hmm. like the there is kind of an and that like a like i'd say like the best purpose-built room is the london comedy store manchester's a nightmare but london london comedy store the the way the audience sort of go up and around yeah. and it, have you been you've been yeah, there? Was there yesterday. yeah he was there yesterday yeah yesterday. and it's it's just like and the bar is over here. Like yeah. the bar is set. The bar's small. It's second nature. Like this is the main. Mm-hmm. But there's still other groups. Like Birmingham Glee has a great room. It's it's very different, but it's still a great room because it's just the audience are around you. When 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 comedians get booked, do they care about how many people? Because as uh, uh, in the audience, like uh, in a sense of capacity. So say like me as a promoter. I want to go bigger and better. I want to do two hundred. Then I want to do three hundred and fifty. Then I want to do five. Do you, like, but there's some places in in London, obviously, that can only cater. Say like the top secret. I don't know the, the, the legit numbers, but I think the one of the rooms I think upstairs holds about maybe fifty. No, the, the upstairs room can do about a hundred. Is it Hun- over a hundred? I think upstairs. Yeah, yeah. They just curtain bits of it off. Oh, okay, all right. So just say, just so when they've cleared it off, just say for one reason they've cleared it off, and it's fifty people in it. Do, do they ask, oh, oh, 50 people tonight? No, it, it depends. Or it's just, it's just it's just about the money. It, <laughs> no, no, it's not about the money. If you can, you would rather do a gig. I'll tell you this, right? We, so me and Jamali Maddox were out in Switzerland, yeah? Mm-hmm. And we were doing these gigs. And on the, on the fucking messaging. Sorry. That's all right. uh, so, it's generally Instagram, because I put your post off my phone. <laughs> Lame. Uh, um, so... We, we were doing this gig in Geneva, yeah, and just hadn't been promoted quite right, and there was like 20 people in. Uh-huh. 20 people in, in this 150-seat uh, hall. But these 20 people were so much fun to perform to. They were so good that... Uh, it didn't matter. That it didn't matter. That I'd rather perform to those 20 and it'd be fun than 120 and it'd be all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had that with... um, You know, next day we went and did a gig in uh, Basel... And it was it was all right. It was a full room, but it was all right. It was it was just all right. And it was like, oh, but last night to those twenty was so fun. And those twenty people leave going like, that was that was great. There was only there was only um. 20. But that being said, I've done gigs before. Like, we walk out and they're like, oh, there's only there's only fifteen in tonight. Like, and that's because someone's promoted something wrong and done something or something's fucked up. And you walk out and you just are like, all right, cool, like. 
Could you? Could you? I know, like in the Gary scene or in music or DJing and that. I mean, <laughs> you turn up and there was fifteen people. You just go. I ain't going on. I ain't going on. And I'm gonna take my money and I'm gone because you already put me. Or you already pay better. Bro. Like it's fifteen people, bro. I can't do an hour we, set. We can't. We yeah. We don't do that. We can't do that in comedy. I don't think. Mm. But I can totally understand. The the difference is is like music is completely on the promoter or, or like, uh, sort of. But like I went to see fucking for some reason I was in Bristol when we decided to go see So Solid Crew in it. Mm. Uh, well, what remains of them? Mm. Uh, <laughs> just so yeah. <laughs> So crew. Yeah, well, the three of them that turned <laughs> up and had 21 seconds to go about eight times. Oh, oh God. Uh, Who was the rewind? Uh, no one. The amount of times I had to go here for a Sambu car at a Gary's. Like, you're like, play a different. <laughs> there's not like six songs, you know. But I, I generally, I left there, right, going like, did they only have the one laptop? Because we never saw anyone, like, one, a couple of DJs would come on and stuff, like, even Artful Dodger and stuff like mm. that were coming on, and it was just doing, like, the same tunes, and I was like, they got to have the same, something's fucked up where they just have the same... It could have been, it could have been down to the promoter saying you can't, it depends how big this thing was. Really? It was big, it's huge. Like, so it was a huge gig? It was in Bristol, I forget what, it's like a huge venue in Bristol. Oh, the venue was big, and I'm yeah. talking about maybe the, the, the promoters, like, if they were a big name, but... Um, they would a promoter might say if it's a big big thing, might say uh, you can't play this certain tune or you know, and or if it's back to like a certain era to say you can only play old school. Right. That's why people might play the same repetitive tunes. Oh, okay, but I must admit I've worked at um, Gary's Nation Festival and uh, I gigged there last year and the year before that I was like. I don't even know what the name was, but basically I used to um, t write down all the songs that someone would play and then tell the DJs, so I tell the DJ bef uh, who's coming on, that this DJ's played this, Yeah, right. don't don't repeat it. Yeah. So then so then you don't get, mate, I've had some boat of, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't get yeah, that, yeah. so it's fresh and I it's new. I ended up going home. Yeah, I'm not surprised, uh, mate. I, I know, I know, I know, I'm shooting off with my missus, I was like, this is just, why the fuck am I listening to this again? And then... Um, but yeah, that, that's in, but that's different because the luxury of having comedy is like if I ever turned up to a place and a promoter was like to me like, can you not do this? Can you not do that? I'd be like, well, you booked me so you mm. get what I decide to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, uh, don't get me wrong. I can understand if they were like, one time I turned up to a Best of the Fest in Edinburgh, yeah, but it was the daytime one. Mm. They they booked me for the daytime one for some reason. And I turned up and there was loads of kids in there. And I was like, I can't swear, can I? You can't even say half of your jokes. But yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So I was, uh, and they were like cool with it. And they were like really, the booker was really appreciative that I went on and I didn't just go like, I'm going to do what I just tried to chat mm. into a little bit and went no, on. No, you're a professional, uh, true professional. Like, so I was, uh, so I went off and uh, they, I was like, I said to him like, look, that was, I, you don't have to lie to me. I know that wasn't great, but that's not what I do. I'm really sorry. Mm. And they were like, just generally, they were like, thank you for just not swearing and doing the stuff you did because we've booked people mm. who just go like, well, you shouldn't have booked me and walk on and just do it. Mm. And I'm like, ah, that, that, so I don't know. Like, I think if there's been a bit of a misbooking, it's a, it's a different story. But if I turn up to a club gig and a promoter was like, I want you to do this. I used to have someone who told me to do that. They would be like, hey, can you do this bit and do this? And it's like, no, you get what I decide to do. So so being real now, if I say to you on your gig, there's one there's one section of your thing is risque, I think. I'm not gonna I'm not going to say it now. Suicide bit. Yeah. Yeah. If I say you got to do it, you still do it if you feel the mood. I'm, I'm going to open with it. No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't open with it. Surely. <laughs> Fuck me. No, but no. you'll lose people straight no, off the no, bat. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. 
wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't do I, I wouldn't uh what am I uh, what am I doing? Fifteen minutes? Yeah, fifteen minutes. 15, maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. Uh, the whole routine's cool. Like the whole the whole thing's cool. It's just that you know you think, oh, I just don't want to lie. That's why I booked you anyway. I know uh, I listen, I, can, I know I understand I, with that bit. Um, do you know what? That bit has it's got a few complaints. The thing you find in comedy, yeah, people really don't complain necessarily about jokes. You know what people complain about? They get they say they were thrown out for laughing when it was like, no, you were thrown out for talking. Right, 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 right. And right. people will start complaining. People complain about. Actually, to be fair, I do. Do you want me to read a complaint off my phone? No, 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 no. You're cool. Yeah. You're cool. You're cool. You're cool. You're cool. Because you're cool. uh, I have got one big complaint. About what? You mean about your jokes? No, nah, but yeah, about when I did a Prism nightclub in Leeds. Uh, go on then, go on. Um, was it recent? Yeah, it was last Christmas. I had a load of gigs pulled because of it. Wow, yeah. you're proper controversial, isn't it? Nah, bruv, not even. Like, I did a fucking shitty... Gr- but I didn't even do a bad... I I went on this gig and I was like, this is not the time and the place for me to have artistic integrity. Mm. That's not what I'm being paid for tonight. I'm being paid to do this fucking shitty Christmas. Christmas gigs are the worst kind of gigs you can do. Yeah, yeah, we've like, had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, just let people listen. No, like, if you walk out at a Christmas gig, you're kind of getting a bit of extra money for, like, we're so sorry what you're about to go through mm. because it's, like, an office works party. Yeah, no one, yeah, no one's there for the true content. Of, it's, 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 it's the, the wrappings of it rather than the actual true art. The boss goes, we've got to take the people out somewhere, so we'll take them to a comedy club because... The people at our office don't really get on. No one wants to talk to each other. <laughs> and then, like, let's all get drunk, mm. and there's going to be food, and it, it might cost like sixty pounds per head, you know, with the food <laughs> and the drinks included and stuff. So everyone's making a bit of money, but then everyone's fucked. Yeah, of course. And of course. you're walking on, and you're like, "All right, here we go." But yeah, no, I won't read it out. But I got one that was basically. They were just they were just the kind of people that turned up to complain, mm. and they got me pulled from again. And I, I never said anything bad. I didn't say anything controversial. Uh, I tell you what I said was South Yorkshire Police were in, wow. and they were making a fuss. South Yorkshire Police, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked on. And I was like, "Hey, is everything cool at the back?" And I was. They were like, "Shout!" I was like, "Oh, look, you guys out? You you're celebrating Christmas? What's your works party?" And they went, "We're South Yorkshire Police." And I went, oh, "It's really good to have you here because it means the minorities of Leeds are safe tonight." I said that. I love that. I love that. Got a big laugh. Mm. Then someone went and complained on their behalf. Oh, Jesus. Not even South Yorkshire police complained. Someone complained on their behalf. And that got, yeah, yeah. My thoughts exactly. (laughs) 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 If I could make that sound, I would. (laughs) Fuck the police. Sorry. I I was saying that after a tune. Disclosure, we don't mean fuck the police. We love the police. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. So so what are you doing over the next uh, seven days? Uh, I'm doing quite a lot. I've got quite a lot. I'm recording a thing with uh, your best mate tomorrow. Oh, jeez, don't mention his name on my podcast. (laughs) Fucking racist. He's not a fucking racist. Fucking prick. No, you can't put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) He's a prick. Oh, no, no, you can't read that in. He's my best mate. Sam was your best mate. You left him to die. Uh, Sam, Sam, Sam's real name was. Wait, that's what you got him. So now you got to win it out. Anyway, not right. Yeah, and uh, so where are you gigging this week? 
Let's do this bit again. <laughs> so where you I'm starting a project with him. We can't have it out there that he's a fucking racist. <laughs> I'm just like, bitch. <laughs> Snobby nose cunt. Right, so <laughs> snobby nose cunt's fair enough. He is a snobby right. nose cunt. But. All right, so yeah, next seven days. Uh, where, where, seven you days. To? where are you gigging? I'm going to be, let me just check my diary. I'm going to be at like the Comedy Loft in Watford this next week. And, um, do, 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 do. <laughs> I was meant to be in, I was meant to be doing a gig at Norwich Football Club, but I got pulled. Why? September. Because they're getting relegated. Because uh, they forgot that they, the person who booked it didn't realise they had a game on Friday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you'd, have been doing, you'd have been in the middle of, uh, of the park, was it, uh, on the pitch with uh, Delia? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> at half time. But I got like, I'm in, uh, uh, I'm in Chorlton. I'm in Birmingham as of next week on the 6th and 7th. Uh, but also, I will be doing, I'm so excited for this because I've been travelling up and down the country all the moment. Yeah. Right. So after I've done a, a gig in Oxford on the 14th, all my next gigs are in London for okay. like two, two weeks. And then after I do the wonderful Strictly Laughter. Oh, well, don't, don't go after that. That's it. Let's go to Strictly Laughter. All right. <laughs> we don't want to have And at Christmas. I'll tell you what, Mark. Just, I, I know what you really want. I'm just doing your fucking gig, aren't I? Oh, are you? Are you just doing my <laughs> fucking gig, <laughs> over? <laughs> On the Friday, the twenty seventh of March, oh, give me laughter. There we go. No, no, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What no, 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 no. Of course, <laughs> we'll just, just promote your fucking show. Yes, please, let's promote let me, it. Let me come all the way to Stonebridge. What do you mean? It's about the Stone Boys, isn't it? I don't know what they the call these boys. Who was that rapper who came from here? Who was like big for like four songs? K Coke. K, yeah. What happened to him? Who? Who? Uh, he's about still. Is he? You know, K you know Coke. Yeah, I'm too old. You know those like people in Graham who were like big, like just as Gra like just yeah. as Graham was coming, like so I was a Graham artist, and everyone was. Like, what happened to him? What happened to him? He went to jail. Okay, fair enough. That's a good excuse. Okay, fair enough. He's doing bits. He's doing yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah. How okay. do you? Start, I, I never get these people who are like making it in rap and then go to jail. It's like, come on, man! Like, it's part of the lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, but you've made a bit of money now. You know, you know, like when Fredo was caught driving around with like fifty grand in cash and a mm. knife, mm. and he was showing it on Snapchat, mm. and then he got caught, and it was like, what are you doing, you idiot? Mm. Like, why are you doing? You don't need to have a <laughs> knife on you. You can employ people. Mm. Take some of that fifty grand. And just employ people around you to stop. You can buy someone who has a gun, yeah, yeah. like legitimately. You could probably buy someone to be a security guard who's like weapon. You could do that, mm. not a gun, maybe a taser. But like, yeah, I get, it, I get. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, he's thought about this already. No, I haven't. I've just, it's, 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 it's just, it's, I've never understood. It. Like, um. Like when Bobby, Sh like, or when they rap about fucking doing actual crimes and then they get cited in court. And you're like, what did you think was going to happen when you mentioned that unsolved murder case? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that, have you not been, have you got Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix well? Yeah, I do. Have you been watching that thing called The Stranger? No, I ain't watched oh, it. Man, I need to talk to someone about that. It's amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. I'm going to get on it. I've been watching, what have I been watching? I've, I've been watching The Wire. Oh, no. I've old. never, I've never seen it before. Favorite. I'm on season two. That's old school, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's 
It's it's real good. Look look at me promote. I promote the wire that show that finished twelve years ago. I, <laughs> I saw him retweet it. Whatever it is, one of the most internationally acclaimed shows of all time. But I'm I'm still plugging it. <laughs> what about you? Well, what are you doing for the next seven days? Filming, shooting um, some music videos, mm-hmm. shooting a couple documentaries and that. Ooh, oh, nice. Any anything that you can tell us about? What kind of documentary are these Pornhub ones? Are? No, 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 it isn't, it isn't a Ford. It, um, <laughs> what, what I can say is mm-hmm. it's about r- r- race in America. Oh, wow. I can say that. I can say that. Wow. Do, do you have to fly out there? No, 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 no. It's, it's <laughs> we haven't got the budget. <laughs> so, when, <laughs> so when's Reggie Yates' yeah. new documentary coming out? <laughs> oh, no. You know, it's, you know it's only going to be him, innit? No, 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 you know no, it's no, just no, going to no, be no, him no, stood in, no, him stood in no. like the Bronx somewhere, just going like, I, a... I'm just as surprised as you are. That it's happening. <laughs> Thanks, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they made this documentary again. <laughs> I love that. So real. <laughs> so real. Is America racist? <laughs> nah. No, no, definitely not. What? <laughs> what have you been up to, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been up to. So, as you know, I said last week I was going to salsa. <laughs> Loved it. Um, yeah, I learned a lot. So, I don't know if you lot know. Uh, do you remember the Heartless crew? Do you remember that? No. Heartless. Yeah, Heartless. Da, da. Big tune. Uh, Heartless. So, uh, the DJ, uh, DJ Fonty, he's actually a salsa teacher. Sick. Honestly, sick. And I've been saying to him, since I went to America, where we spoke about, and I met a Puerto Rican lady, and we went to a salsa club and that. She showed me some moves, and I was like, <coughs> when I came back to um, to England, I was like, I just want to go salsa. So anyway, um, yeah, spoke to my friend, and um, we went to one of his classes, and it was unbelievable. Like, just just watching the top people salsa is amazing. Yeah, um, and just like I don't know, we was just like I don't know how to even say it, but it was it was good. It was a good class. Uh, me and my mate went, and um, we're going back this week. So. Um, I can't wait to, you know, it is good. Sh- show some of the moves. I used to go out with a girl who, uh, well, I went on a few dates with a girl who'd won, like, the world salsa. So she'd won, like, some ballroom dancing and, like, salsa competition. Wow. Yeah. Did she teach you how to? T- oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you, though, nice, uh, uh, was it Cumberland? and? Mark, you know me. You know I made every topic about that date be about me. <laughs> 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 no, really, really, you're a world champion. I told you about a goal I scored. And- <laughs> Going on seven for, yeah. for Selhurst. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw it, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I once nearly completed the crossbar challenge. Like, oh, like, you should have been here. You should be here on episode one because we was talking about dating horrors and stuff like that. <laughs> that would yeah, yeah. have been cool. Um, oh, Fiona, she's not here, unfortunately. Um, she's uh, busy working for our listeners that was tuning in to, to see or hear uh, Fiona. Um, she'd be boxing on the 20th of March. Oh, best of luck to and, her, um, Yeah, I mean, to sort of finish it all off, um, Tyson Fury smashed up Deontay Wilder. Um, where, where do Because I see that for black people in America, during Black History Month in America, ooh. That's not a good and he thing. Walked out, he walked out, and did you see, like, he had, like, all, like, I was saying to my dad when we were watching it, when he had, like, Harriet Tubman and stuff in the background. But then he's just dressed like this Avenger. And I was like, <laughs> no. to... I never saw that. I never saw that. I never what? saw You know, I watched it on links. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but where do because like I know I know everyone in the UK celebrating that. Oh yeah, of course he's yeah. I mean I don't know, like he's one of he's one of us, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and he's good as 
So he's, yeah. you know, he's pretty. But who who do you think is going to win then out of AJ and Fury? Uh, Fury. But are you know. are you gassed though from what you saw in that performance? Because if we said before uh, before part two um, of of uh, Wilder and Fury, would you have said the same thing? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, all right, this is going to be controversial. I used to be a big AJ fan, mm-hmm. but I think he got found out. Found about AJ Tracy or? No, no, <laughs> Anthony Joshua. I okay. just, I just don't think he's. I don't even think he'd beat Wilder. I don't think he'd beat Wilder. Yeah. I don't think he wants to face Wilder. I, I think he, he's, he's like the British boxing icon, or he was the British boxing icon, and Eddie Hearn knew that, and so was throwing him in against people where they could try have that Mayweather effect of keeping the O. Mm. He's, he's lost that O to Ruiz, a guy who fucking got the fight through an Instagram DM. <laughs> not even kidding. Serious. Yep. Because his, uh, his actual opponent dropped out last minute, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know it was through Instagram. Through Did Instagram. he retweet it as well? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, so I, I don't think AJ would. I think they'll do uh, Wilder Fury again next. But they'll just have to do it in the UK. Fury's got it in his contract that they can have a rematch. Yeah, it's no, up to five. Wilder, sorry. Uh, I, t- I did tell you this, didn't it? It's five yeah. matches they can go up to. There can be five of them. But they, was, they're good. They're fun matches. But would you watch like... Would you watch like part four? Like nah, if, part he, if, five if if flying. if Fury walks out mm. and smacked up Wilder again, that's it. It's done. But like, this is the thing: they shouldn't have a. They, there shouldn't be a rematch because of the way he. Lost. Yeah, he, he smashed him up. You, do you know? What I mean? Like you can't, you can't lose, you can't lose your belt like that. It was, it was, it was embarrassing. Like, it's all about game plan, though. That's what I think boxing's about. You come in with the right game plan. Like, if, if Tyson Fury had done that beforehand, he would have won that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, do you see yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. But he came in with a different uh, plan. And everyone says that you haven't got um, you've got no punching power, blah, blah, blah. And he came in and went, actually, I have now. Yeah. Uh, and then beat him. So Fury, Fury's greatest weapon is that he, he makes out like he's this mad cunt. And he's really not. In he's the a nice guy. He, no, not even that he's a nice oh. guy. Like, in, he's so disciplined when he fights mm. he doesn't like walk out there you think he's gonna walk out and he's throwing he's just mad like gypsy king who's coming out no he's just really disciplined he jabs he moves he dips and wheezes. he gets out yeah. of the way of everything that's really disciplined that mm. isn't like and then everyone's like oh he's this mad bastard coming in he's totally not mm-hmm. i say with my very limited boxing knowledge no but you you boxed it muay thai as well you said yeah yeah i fought, I fought muay thai i'm trying to fight again in may but i don't know if i can be bothered this may yeah yeah, yeah, to, to, but it's just training. It's finding a time to train, man, because it's not even, it's like getting down to a decent weight mm. and stuff. And like at the weight I am in the moment, I would be not, if I got fucking hit by the weight that people cut down to for this weight, I'd be in trouble. Mm, mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fight at this weight. Wow. Well, what about me fighting my weight? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you say that, uh, there's, a, there's a guy in my gym, Kieran. If you looked at him, yeah, you'd be like, oh, he's just, you know, he's, he, he's not in shape in that. This guy's got some of the best cardio I've seen in Jesus Christ, his power. Oh, my God, it's scary. I can, I can surprise you with a few, um, few skipping. Well, I can skip in that. I'm very good at well, boxing. Do, do a bit yourself, so as well, yeah. Oh, right. I knew that was coming out. I was like, he's just waiting. He's just waiting. The footwork's there, bro. Hey, my footwork is dead. Remember, I played football, so, like, the footwork's dead. Like, I watched the big guy, you know. The skinny guy was there once ago. Don't worry about him. Once ago. Many means ago. So listen, uh, we're going to wrap it up anyway. Um, Elliot, still, you've been absolutely amazing. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Um, you've been amazing, mate. Honestly, it's been really good to have you on, mate. Um, hopefully, we we'll get you in next week. 
But uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. I think we've spoken about everything that we could do. Well, we've done a three hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, but you know, when you're with your pal yeah. and that, like the only thing that's missing is a you know a couple of cans of beer and oh, barbecue and a couple of ladies and you know, <laughs> sangria and all that. No, but no, no, thank you, really. And um, what is all your um, your details, please? Uh, on Instagram at Elliot Still, on Twitter at Elliot Still Com. Uh, give me a follow on there. Yeah, please follow my boy. He's, he's he's good. And remember, the next seven days, not the whole month that he was reading that, yeah, follow. He had the common decency to have a go at me to say, he was reading that like a whole month of listings, and I'm like, the seven days, the seven days. <laughs> but listen, remember, the Friday the 27th of March, Strictly Laughter with K Curd, Fern Brady, Jamal, Kazim, and your main man right here, Elliot Still with... Gary Delaney. I mean, what more do you want? All right, I'm going to just like, I don't know where everyone's got up and just gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's just real. And it's just real. I'm going to play the outro. I'm going to play the outro. Oh, wow, that's loud. Hold on. Sorry about that, people. But yeah, so I'm playing the outro now. Add us. Can everyone hear me? Add us on... um, on Facebook at Strictly Laughter, on Instagram at Strictly Laughter underscore, oh sorry, <laughs> at Strictly underscore Laughter, Twitter, I never used that to be fair, um, and yeah, Strictly Banter on your uh, social medias, and uh, that's it, that is it, thank you so much people, um, for another week, that's what I've got to say, bye bye. Hey, it's your boy Mark Strictly here, and we're here to talk about Strictly Laughter. Yes, Strictly Laughter on Friday, the 27th of March. And we've got a massive, massive lineup. We've got Gary Delaney. Yes, we've got Gary Delaney from Live at Apollo and Mock of the Week. We've also got Kay Curd, Fern Brady, Elliot Still, and Kazim Jamal. I cannot wait. All at the Dugdale Theatre in Enfield. Where'd you get your tickets from? I hear you ask. We get your tickets from www.strictlylaughter.com where we're on our second release and very, very limited tickets at that. See you soon.